46 degrees in Lynchburg, 50 in Bedford, 52 in Salem and Roanoke, 46 in Danville, 43 in Appomattox, 46 in uh, Amherst. Well, Steve Newman gave it his best shot, oh, but it didn't Newman. seem like it uh, It were yeah, Newman. Newman. Uh, Virginia lawmakers trying to uh, to beat back some of the damage done under Governor Ralph Northam in 2021 as uh, he had Virginia following California's lead, God help us all, mm. uh, a- including banning the sale of gas-powered cars by 2035. Uh, Senator Newman was one of the seven Republicans fighting to repeal that bill. They said that the state should never have been a part of California's clean car bill. Agreed. Mm. The senator said the state should be allowed to make its own decision. <laughs> Novel idea. Imagine that. On electric vehicles and how the Commonwealth could make changes in those areas says that this year I'm coming back with a bill that's supported by Governor Yunkin. My bill will eliminate and bring sovereignty back and also ensure decisions like this are made by Virginia here in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Senator Cree Deed said our carbon footprint is extremely high and that we need to pursue greener alternatives. That's the reality. We have a carbon problem in Virginia and all over the world. If you want a place where our carbon emissions are lower than they've been, um, and I'm I'm convinced that this will save lives. Mm-hmm. All righty. Yeah. So send that. Uh, I can get you the email for Cree D's if you want to send him a little love note. Uh, Senator Newman's bill that he sponsored died yesterday in committee. Final vote eight to seven. Delegate Tony Wilt, a Republican who serves over Rockbridge County and part of Harrisonburg City has introduced a similar bill in the House of Delegates. Political experts say if that bill makes it to the Senate, Democrats will kill it in the majority. Of course they will, because that's what they do. So we're looking at, uh, what, 2035? 2035. Interesting. No no more gas cars. And (laughs) I wonder what are the taxes going to be like on people who drive gas cars by that point. Uh, Yeah. I, I, I think I'll still be driving my Subaru. What what year is that? 1996. 1996. I'm That's older it. than me. It runs great. That what? car is older than me. Uh, this is what I this is what I tell my rich friends. Uh, I'm restoring it. <laughs> they're they're like you know. It's, Do you it's, restore it's not, 96? Yeah. I don't know. Well, it's it's not it's not. Oh man, you're driving a beat car. No, it's I'm restoring it, and they're all like, wow. Oh, what a that's wonderful amazing. thing for you to take it. Is that yeah, what they I really guess. say? Yeah, they do. Okay. until you drive off a clunk 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 clunk. it usually starts is it a clunker or or does it drive pretty good uh it drives pretty good i put a brand new engine in it oh okay yeah all right well then does it look pretty good no no it looks terrible no it's terrible it's a tank and then somebody ran into it uh recently so the grill is all out it's janky yeah but see the thing about it is you don't you know you don't care i don't would you drive it like would you drive it to florida and feel comfortable uh, when when we bought it uh we bought it uh i think about yeah it, was, it would have been eight years ago uh we bought it eight years ago it had a ton of miles on it on the original engine uh that uh next week we drove it to connecticut okay from here uh for thanksgiving and it ran like a top well i mean you know what you can't ask for much more than mm-hmm. that 
so that's that's pretty good do you have thoughts on this 866-916-3776 is our toll-free number no not your subaru (laughs) but just banning gas maybe you have thoughts on your subaru maybe you'll probably get attaboys i would i I would think uh my 93 firebird has Five hundred thousand miles on it. And we're no, getting a text. Five hundred thousand, fifty thousand. Commas matter. I'm just saying. Fifty thousand miles or five hundred thousand. Well, it says that would be awesome. It says five zero 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 zero. So that's fifty. Okay. Um, I will be driving it into 2040. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, my first car that I ever bought, I saw on the road not that long ago, and that was a '89 Toyota Corolla. So, and I know that because they had the black bumpers and it has Bye Bye Rosie written on the back of it. That's how I can identify it. I don't know if it's still, yeah, 50,000. Well, if it only has 50,000 miles on it, you should be able to do that. Good Lord, my car has that on it now. Wow. So we've got this thing going on. Then we have the whole AEP fiasco. Yeah. Listeners have been texting in photos of their bills for since last week what's the highest one that we've seen so far the highest one came for deidre was the she was the winner winner with that one well she really wasn't <laughs> yeah. the winner wah, wah. it was Sorry. terrible yeah absolutely uh, it was like over nine hundred dollars good lord it was nine hundred and twenty one dollars and eight cents mm-hmm. and that was um for december oh yeah yeah. yeah, ours ours was extremely high. Ours was between ours was almost six hundred dollars. That's uh, high. Yeah, it was it was very very high. And now I can't un, I can't for the life of me understand. Um, my father in law, uh, he lives he lives in a very energy efficient place. He lives in a townhome. Clearly, yeah. Uh, Based on his bill, <laughs> his bill was seventy nine bucks. So, I don't know how he how, how he does it. Well, my my father in law was had to go in. Um, for some rehab okay. so he was away from home for over a month okay. his bill usually runs the $50 range yeah. because he is super tight uh-huh. he came back to a $175 bill Good and Lord. almost had a coronary somebody leave the AC he on he was upset wow. about that well because you know you, you weren't using the wood stove because he wasn't there uh, to yeah, do it and right. all of that yeah, gotcha. um, now Morgan Griffin is weighing in on the whole AEP thing and is asking AEP, why are you raising prices again? And in an article that he wrote in New River Valley News, it's at newrivervalleynews.com, he says that heating bills across the country are expected to increase by 17%, the highest increase in more than a decade. And people who use natural gas will see a cost increase of 28%. But by based on the bills of what... Based on, where did that, I don't know where that came from. Uh, Sorry about that, that was me. Oh, that was you? (laughs) Based on what we're seeing on these bills, it's more than 28%. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, a lot more. In September, AEP and APCO petitioned the Virginia State Corporation to increase its fuel factor. Mm -hmm. The money necessary to recoup their cost of fuel. The company said they would need to raise the cost to recover about $279 million in revenue. Yikes. That would result in a Virginia residential customer who uses $1,000 per month to experience an average 
17% increase to their bill, that's 15.8%. But we're seeing that it's more than that. It's a lot more than that. Yeah. Like the bill that we just talked about. So I'm glad he's on this, but we need a lot more people on it. Um, he says it's time to bring down the cost of energy, common sense energy policies, um, and incentivized increased production. Yes, that. Absolutely. And then to rein in spending. Sure. If you have questions, concerns, he says you can call his office. He's got one in Christiansburg. Uh, so if you're in the Christiansburg area, you can reach out to his office that way. Of course, uh, Morgan Griffin, griffith.house.gov. Uh, but we need to be reaching out to all of our representatives and letting them know and send them pictures of your daedra have you sent your representative a picture of that bill because that is ridiculous craziness absolutely so you had a story about not that not that we want to go <laughs> that we want to go there but you hear these stories and you're like holy yeah. junk um, the safest place to be if things go really bad. Yeah, if things go really, really bad. With we gonna China. Do that? We're going to do that now? Uh, we, no, we'll do that when we when we okay. come back. All right. Uh, with uh, China. Yeah. With North Korea. There are so many places, so yeah. many possibilities. We don't want to alarm you or anything, but uh, we've got a study that found the best place to hide in a, in a nuclear attack. <laughs> We're really light and fun this morning. Bear says he needs to be introduced to mule people. I don't do electric very well. <laughs> okay i can introduce you to leah she's a mule person so we got all the connections here on the morning yeah, jam absolutely. we can we can get it done also had listeners say my ford f10 has six hundred and twenty-five hundred thousand miles wow. on it wow wow nick that's awesome. impressive very impressive i don't know that i would drive that to florida but you do you buddy yeah. we'll be back with more on the morning jam i'm janet rose and i'm mike and we're glad you're here. Mm-hmm. Hungry for some truth with a side of common sense? You want answers? Then you found the right choice. We are the Morning Jam. is the number you can call if you want to weigh in this morning on the morning jam. Uh, I will survive. Good intro music. (laughs) Is that for For you? For this next segment, I guess. That's probably, that may be for you, surviving the morning with me. Mike Uh, McKendry sitting in uh, this morning. We're glad to have you along joining us it is appropriate for this topic though yeah good uh good pick there bobby Uh um all right so your chances of dying in a nuclear blast are about a billion times lower than falling down an open elevator shaft just saying so uh don't worry too much about this but it 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 is interesting uh a new study uh just figured out the uh, best place to hide and take shelter uh if nukes start falling out now i i I recall uh, back in the, the 50s, uh, they would do, the kids would actually have these drills and they would hide under their desk. Yes. That's probably yeah. not going to do it for you. Um, I, I, the, if you go back and look at some of those yeah, training videos, yeah. it's like, what? <laughs> do you think, how yeah, is that going to help? No, it's not. No. Uh, well, obviously a bomb shelter is your best bet. Uh, but assuming you don't have one, all right, do you have one? No. No, Bobby? 
<laughs> do you have one in your new house? I have a basement. Okay. Yeah, well, that doesn't that doesn't count. Quite. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, uh, ideally, you want to be inside a, cert, a sturdy structure, obviously not outside, and uh, get to the corner of a room as fast as possible. Specifically, a corner facing the blast. Uh, researchers did a bunch of computer simulations to see what happens when the blast wave hits different types of buildings. And if you're too close, well, there's not much you can do. Uh, right. uh, but if you're in a moderate damage zone that's more than a mile or so away, you might have a chance. Uh, that's where the blast itself won't get to you uh but the shock Just the wave fallout yeah the, well the shock wave and the high winds from it could um they looked at how the blast moves through buildings and the worst place are uh in hallways doorways and near windows obviously uh that's where the air speed from blasts uh, are the highest because of the uh, wind tunnel effect but like and sometimes yeah. they tell you to stand in the doorway yeah but no no but this, not with this in this case no that's only in an earthquake right <laughs> Right. In this case, uh, the best place to be is in the corner of a room facing the blast, but you only have a second or two, so be quick about it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> best advice. Best advice. Yeah. That's depressing. Yeah, very depressing. That's very depressing. Sorry. Yeah. So I thought you were going to tell us what part of the world to be in. No, You're like with fallout. No, actual, You're talking about if, yeah, it, if it actually house. happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actual okay. house. All right. Okay. I got you. All right. Now we know. Yeah. Now go we go to the corner. Go directly to the corner. <laughs> Stay in the corner. Get, Bobby, get in the corner. Yeah, we hear he hears that a lot. Yeah, okay. He's used to that. All right. So uh, we have uh, George Santos back in the the news today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Are we sure that's his name? Well, given his, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. He because he's faked a lot of stuff. I don't know that he's. He said he used a fake Jewish name on GoFundMe because mm-hmm. uh, that's that's a story that has come out. Um, he used a fake Jewish name on GoFundMe because he thought Jewish people would give more. That's what a, a former roommate said. That's what they told CNN. Wow. Saying using the name Zabrowski would encourage Jews to give more, he said, per the roommate. Santos has been called out for lying about his Jewish heritage. A former roommate of George Santos said the embattled congressman used that to raise money for a questionable GoFundMe. And um, Maury Parker said he primarily knew Santos, who listed his full name as George Anthony DeVolder Santos, as Anthony DeVolder. But the mm-hmm. former roommate said he also referred to himself as Anthony Zabrowski, a name of the now New York congressman reserved for used of his Friends of Pets United GoFundMe venture. Maury Parkey told CNN he would say, oh, well, the Jews give more if you're a Jew. So that's the name he used for his GoFundMe. His, this story is getting worse and worse. This wow. guy. So... He claimed to be Jewish as one of the many lies that have landed him in hot water in recent weeks. During his 2022 campaign, Santos referred to himself as a proud American Jew in a memo sent to pro-Israel groups and said in media appearances that his grandparents were Holocaust survivors. All right. That's not good. Yikes. 
CNN reported that conversations with multiple genealogists disproved the Holocaust ancestry claim. And the Republican Jewish Coalition said in December that Santos had personally deceived them about being Jewish. He later told the New York Post he is Catholic and only claimed to be Jewish. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, reports of his questionable efforts to boost his GoFundMe fundraising came as a military veteran. This can this is awful. Accused him of taking three thousand dollars worth of GoFundMe funds meant for his dying dog. Good Lord. Uh, Rich Olstuff said his dog Sapphire was dying from a stomach tumor. Santos offered to help starting a GoFundMe page for him in 2016. But after the money was raised, he claims that Santos closed the fundraising page and ghosted him. Hmm. Santos refuted this as fake and said, I have no clue who this is. Wow. Reported last month, Santos claimed to have founded Friends of Pets United. Okay, so there is a connection here. But the newspaper found no records of it having been registered as a legitimate charity. He's already admitted to fabricating parts of his life story, including his education, employment history, but refuses to resign. Oh, my word. So, (laughs) this guy needs to go away. Like, he needs to go far, far away. It will be interesting to see how this plays out. Well, I mean, we've got this on both sides. We have all kinds of people pretending to be people that they're not. Yeah. And and it's and it's mostly it's 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 theater in a lot of in a lot of ways uh, with uh, with a lot of the politicians and a lot of the politicians are are really 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 good and and they believe in what they're doing and then there are others that are just there for themselves. He and needs to go get their... sit with Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. Maybe he could just sit <laughs> sit next to her. Although she's she's like put all that behind her. Yeah. Nobody's talking about that anymore, yeah. are they? That's uh, the news cycle. <laughs> We've moved on. Well, maybe that's what he's hoping for. I don't. I don't know. It seems like there's more and more coming out about him. We've been following this story in Ohio, uh, in Idaho. This Brian Koberger. Um, I watched a special, a 2020 special this weekend, and um, it's it's interesting. I mean, I know they're trying to keep things kind of close to the vest as. They're wanting to at least have some type of jury that will let him be presumed innocent until he's found guilty. Um, He is a criminology Ph.D. student accused of ambushing a group of University of Idaho undergrads in November. Now they're saying that he allegedly sent one of the four victims a series of private messages on Instagram just before the slangs yikes he sent um dms several times to one of the girls she did not respond it was one of those kind of fishing hey how are you yeah that you get that you just ignore Mm -hmm. because if you don't have anything more than that to say to me i'm not gonna respond (laughs) i'm gonna assume you've been spammed yeah or i mean if you sent me just something on yeah, Facebook exactly. saying, hey, how are you? Right, right. I'm never, ever going to respond to that. Um, and she didn't. FBI insisted Moscow, Idaho police in training 
uh, Koberger from his apartment in Pullman, Washington, to his parents' house in Pennsylvania Poconos Mountains, did not immediately respond to uh, request for comment. They were unable to confirm the reporting independently. Uh, of course, there's a, the judge put a gag order in, yeah. uh, so they, they're not able to make a, a lot of statements. But, I mean, they've got the car on, you know, video. They He comes back and forth in front of the the, the building several times. Um, I still don't know how he managed to take out all of them, one person, but he did. Hmm. And uh, and there was a dog on site too, but it's amazing. But they and two people survived in the in that house. Yeah. One person saw him. Wow. So I don't know. It's, it's a sad story. It is a very sad story, yep. and and hopefully the families are gonna. I think the families feel they interviewed several of the families. They at least initially they felt like they really weren't doing anything yeah. because they just weren't sharing a lot of information with them. They do at least feel like people are safer now and because they hadn't had a homicide in over seven years yeah in that town i mean that would give you a sense of security for sure exactly exactly so lock your doors lock your i know and that was one of the things that they were saying well i've started locking my door now you started locking your door i live in the middle of nowhere yeah i basically don't have neighbors and i like my doors and i have four guard dogs well, i don't have four guard dogs <laughs> two of them weigh less than five pounds right. but i have two yeah okay. thank you very much all right kimberly mcbroom is going to be coming up with some headlines for us uh she's going to be covering uh, the roanoke woman facing a murder charge roanoke city council approved plans for orange avenue and legislation for parents for safe funding to send kids to private school that got out of house committee all that's ahead on the virginia talk radio network It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. I'm meteorologist Brent Watts. Partly sunny skies today. Very warm highs at 63. Overnight lows at 43 tonight with a chance of showers. Rain likely on Thursday. Still quite warm with a high of 62. The rain tapers off by the evening with lows at 43 heading into Thursday night. And on Friday, partly to mostly sunny skies. Cooler though. Breezy highs at 53 degrees. Currently in Appomattox, it's 43 degrees. In Amherst, it's 47. 53 in Salem and Roanoke. 51 in Bedford. 47 in Danville. And 47 in Lynchburg. We are the Morning Jam. Well, Madonna is back in the news, but not because she's unrecognizable due to all the... uh, plastic surgery she's had done Uh, there is a french city that believes madonna owns a lost painting from world war one she uh recently purchased the jerome martin langlosis i'm sure i butchered that as i am not an art person i know seriously uh she purchased it for 1.3 million at a 1989 auction in New York. Wow. And despite the distinction of being Emmanuel Macron's birthplace, uh, they doubt that Madonna has even heard of this city north of France, halfway between uh, Paris and Lille. However, on Monday, 
They revealed a connection and asked the singer to consider loaning the city a painting it lost during World War One, hmm. as it attempts to become a 2028 European capital of culture. Hmm. All right. Um, it was completed in 1822. It was... Uh, Acquired by the French Republic in 1873, and it hung in a museum until 1918 when the Germans heavily bombarded the city. It's a very scary painting. It's very dark. Um, At that point, the painting vanished, as much artwork did during that time, and was feared to be destroyed. They reported Monday that the painting, or a nearly identical one, reappeared and went on sale at an auction in New York in 1989. Madonna paid $1.3 million for it. And uh, a curator only noticed it in 2015 in the background of a photo of Madonna in her home. This painting is probably a painting that had been lent by the Louvre to the museum before the First World War, and then it was lost track of. What did she do to her face? I don't know. Oh, so you did look it up. I am. So you you haven't seen it? No. When I first saw the headline, I thought, you know, they're demanding the return of the masterpiece. I thought they were talking about her face, face. which wasn't really a masterpiece, but it was a lot better than what we're looking at now. Man, oh, man. Unrecognizable. uh, When plastic surgery goes awry. She Yikes. seems pretty proud of it, though. I don't know. She has yet to respond to the request. They, uh, the singer announced plans for a worldwide tour, mm. which would celebrate the entirety of her career and the 40th anniversary of the release of her first album, Madonna, Lord, I Feel Old. Yeah, don't go for second best. <laughs> anyway, um, I've got a story. Uh, okay. Here, this would this would be in the category of stupid criminals. Oh, we uh, there's a lot of those. Yeah. Thank goodness. Um, so uh, this guy, uh, I, I think he he forgot he gets half of uh, of everything in the divorce. Some idiot in L.A. rammed his car into his own house the other day, then came back with a dump truck to do even more damage. Uh, and where was this? It's in Los Angeles. Okay, of course uh, it was. It's all because his wife is divorcing him and filed for a restraining order this month. It definitely sounds like she needed one. Uh, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that breaks the restraining order. Yeah, I think so. According to neighbors, uh, 62-year-old Ronald Dunn showed up on Sunday afternoon in a white Chevy Impala and, quote, tore up the garage door with it, uh, end quote. Then he left. He came back minutes later. In a dump truck. Where did he get a dump truck? <laughs> I don't know. You know, I've got one out back. Uh, crashed it into the house multiple times. He also smashed up cars on the street. It's all on video. Uh, it's not mm. clear where. Oh, it's not clear where he got the dump truck. He eventually drove off in it, uh, but he still wasn't done. Oh, but wait, there's more. Yeah, he came back a third time to do it again in the same Chevy Impala. Police are uh, catching flack for t- taking over 30 minutes to get there. Um, they, uh, they, they say the initial report came through uh, as a car crash. Not a crime, so that's why. That's according to the police. Ah, uh, okay. last we heard, they said uh, they they hadn't said if he's been charged yet or if he's still on the run. His soon-to-be ex said she was staying somewhere else, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I guess he thought she was going to get the house. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Really? You yeah. want to keep the house? Bam. Bam. I there don't get go. it. That's uh, Ronald Dunn, our stupid criminal of the day. Nice. I like it. Mm-hmm. Our number is 866-916-3776. There is a NHL player that's in some hot water Yikes. for his decision to boycott the Philadelphia Flyers Pride Night. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to say his name right uh, wrong. Ivan Provorov. Provorov. Close enough. Okay. For radio. Um, he's getting some backlash. He did not participate in pregame warm-ups when the team wore pride-themed jerseys mm. and used sticks wrapped in rainbow pride tape. He cited his Russian Orthodox religion as the reason why he didn't participate and eventually played in the game. He said, I respect everyone. I respect everyone's choices. My choice is to stay true to myself and my religion, and that's all I'm going to say. The Russian native, who is in his seventh season, did get beat up over it. Uh, Twitter post he obviously doesn't respect everyone. If he did not respect, if he did respect everyone, he would have taken part. No, he can respect you without taking part in your rainbow waving. Don't hide behind religion. Okay. Um, another tweet from Gord Miller. Ivan Provorov had the right to refuse to participate in. Pride night activities. The Flyers should have responded by not allowing him to play the game. Freedom of expression doesn't give you freedom from the consequences. Really? It's amazing to me how things have changed. You want to know my favorite thing about the NHL? (laughs) What? (laughs) Um, There are rules of engagement for fighting. Right. Uh, And it's the uh, play-by-play announcers will shift from calling a hockey game to calling a fight. Right. It's amazing. (laughs) I don't... Bobby likes that. So this guy's really getting beat up. Yeah. So do you think he should have been reprimanded for that? Sports guy? Should he have been reprimanded for that? I don't know. This is the weird intersection for me. Like, it it always. This is going to be increasingly more of an issue as they're making you kneel for this and stand for that and wear a jersey for this. And then if you refuse to do it, you're absolutely crushed. It's just a warm, like, it's a warm up shirt. Like, I, uh, like, I get your beliefs, but it's also just a warm up. It's just a shirt. Just like part of your job is warming up. It, that's going to affect his. If he's not going out there for warmups, that's going to affect him in the game. So he's literally just like affecting his job, and so that that he deserves like that. That to me is the problem. Like maybe he could have gone out there and just not worn it. Whether it was done for a PR move or not, it, yeah. it, it, it is going to affect his play. But they probably wouldn't let him do that, though. I, I'm I'm just saying. At what point do you just have to abandon any individuality and just go with whatever so if if you have to go uh, for example what if it was pro-choice night and you had to go out wearing well that wouldn't something. happen but yeah oh really you say it wouldn't happen it'll happen it'll happen oh. in your lifetime 
Oh, I was thinking mm, pro we'll life. See. Oh, yeah, you're right about that. Pro life would never happen, but ever. I don't know. Well, I don't know either. But it's really sad that the one person who is willing to stand up and and speak up for himself is a Russian. Just like to point that out. That's all I have to say. I'm done now. It's time for Janet's Five and Dine on the Morning Jam. Give her five minutes and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Hey, in the 80s, it was always the Russians in every movie. Our uh, Five and Dine is brought to you by F&L Market. They're on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg, cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day. And they are bringing us your Five and Dine. Today's, it's a super easy recipe that you can pull together toss some grilled shrimp some grilled chicken on top of it dinner served i like to eat it just by itself it's a crunchy napa slaw the dressing is everything fourth of a cup of rice wine vinegar two tablespoons of honey a cup of duke's mayonnaise a half a teaspoon of cayenne a half a teaspoon of ground ginger a teaspoon of sesame oil a tablespoon of low sodium soy sauce i like to use tamari sauce and a clove of garlic finely minced mix that up really well set it aside then you're going to shred up eight cups of napa cabbage two cups of chopped sugar snap peas a half a cup of grated carrots a cup of chopped radishes which i leave out because i don't like radishes and a cup of sliced green onions Uh, you also put in a half a cup of coarsely chopped cilantro and top it with a half a cup of toasted slivered almonds. Mix it all together with the dressing. It stays good in your fridge for days and days. Check it out by going to Facebook. Type in Janet's Five and Dine. You'll find this recipe and all the recipes that we share brought to you by FNL Market, where their meats are cut above. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the morning jam. We are the morning jam. So rock me, mama, like a wagon we have had a good time this morning. Mike McKendry sitting in, and uh, we're glad to have you here on the Morning Jam. It's been fun. Thank you. We were talking off the air about a uh, an Amazon <laughs> deal gone wrong. I had a girlfriend who put up on on the first day of January. You know, I've gone a whole year without ordering anything from mm-hmm. Amazon. She didn't make it on day two, no. but she did make it on the first day. Yeah, but did she get what she ordered? I don't, that I haven't, after this story, I might need to do a follow-up on it. Well, we've all experienced a lost package or a damaged one. It happens. Uh, Right. But have you ever received something completely different from what you ordered? It's been, uh, I've received random packages of things that I didn't order, (laughs) like the world's ugliest pottery. I have received that before. But this, this was really, really wrong. This wasn't even in the same. Yeah. Well, I, think, I think the dog did it, uh, actually. A man in the U.K. Uh, recently ordered an iPhone uh, off of Amazon when the box arrived. Now, can you imagine, you know, uh, hey, Alexa, uh, read my notifications. Yeah. Oh, hey, my uh, my package is here. Oh, my yes. God, I got my new iPhone. That uh, I paid $10 million mm-hmm. for. Yeah, then the, a box arrived. Uh, it only contained a small, small package of dog food. Uh, it's unclear how much the dog food was worth. I mean, it was from an Irish company. Uh, I will say yeah. dog food has gone up uh, yeah, has. along with everything I mean, else. we're not talking eggs here. If it was a carton right. of eggs. Exactly. Was it, what, important question. Yeah. Was it apple flavored? 
it may yeah. have been. I don't know. Uh, See, from a, from a that, company that called, could have at least yeah, been something. From a company called Nataro. Uh, it's unclear how much it was worth, but the man paid over $1,000 for his iPhone. Uh, <laughs> Amazon initially refused to issue a refund, uh, but the man told the local news about it. Their investigators reached out to Amazon within minutes. Imagine this. Uh-huh. Uh, a representative from Amazon called the man and apologized. Uh, they also issued him a full refund and told him they'd be conducting an internal review to figure out why they sent him dog food. That's a really good idea <laughs> to do that. I think the dog did it. First of all, maybe if they wanted to try the yeah. new Irish food. Yeah. First of all, Amazon is one of the easiest places in the world yeah. to issue a refund. Yeah, exactly. And to send something back. Sure. Although, if they had a bag of dog food returned for an iphone <laughs> then they might be going wait a minute yeah so maybe that was the the issue but amazon is super easy to return things yeah. usually unless of course you're outside that window i ordered some presents earlier yeah and then we got ready to wrap some for christmas and the one toy that that we had bought was absolute garbage and i'm still fighting with them over that because it was out of that mm. the window yeah and it's just a terrible, terrible <laughs> thing. So here's a feel-good story. It's an update on a story that we brought you a week or so ago about Zeus, um, the four-year-old German Shepherd Husky Wolf. Yikes. They did a DNA test on him because in some of the photos, you're like, oh, Husky, German Shepherd. And then in some of the photos, you're like, holy crap, that is a wolf. Um, and so a lot of people were vying to try to adopt Zeus because he is a, a magnificent animal uh, across southern New England, but it would seem like there are certain states where you may not own even a, a, a wolf, yeah. partially wolf yeah. dog. He weighs more than 100 pounds, uh, was described as energetic and loving, um, and he has been adopted by someone in Vermont. Mm -hmm. So he does have a home and all is well with uh, with the wolf dog. I don't know that I would be... I, you know, have you seen the great big cats that they're like part domestic oh, cat yeah. and they're part wild cat? Yeah. I yeah. think those are my beautiful. Cat, my cat's just fat. Uh, he's, he's not, <laughs> but these, these, those are the Maine Coon uh, cats. That, is it a Maine yeah, Coon? Yeah, I, I think so. The ones that are really, really big. Oh, oh yeah, that is what I thought. No. I mean, you, you meant your, your, oh, your no, no, cat's no. just fat. No, he's just, he's oh. just fat. But there are some though that Maine Coons are big. Yeah. But there are also other other cats now that look more like leopards yeah. and things like that. I mean, they're really, really big. You know, it's really easy to buy a tiger. Did you know oh, that? <laughs> well, after watching the Tiger King, Bobby pulled his microphone yes, in. I was yes, going to say we we, we uh, no I showed her a Tiger King meme yesterday. Yeah. Yes. It was really easy. Could take care of it in about an hour. Um, speaking of pets, animals, and kids, do we have time for this? I think so. It's about two, three sentences. Um, a study found helping animals comes naturally to children. Aww, uh, if a dog, unless they're a serial killer, and well, then that's the first sign not, that things aren't going to end well. Yeah, not it good. is. That's a given thing. That's oh, for real. I watch a lot of true crime. Continue, sir. <laughs> Thanks. If a dog wants something uh, out of reach, even toddlers will help them they tested it with 100 kids under four and if they saw a dog trying to reach a toy or a treat they would get it for them and 50 percent of the time kids and dogs uh, or kids with dogs at home were even more likely to help 
and see and i will tell you some dogs are jerks and they will use children <laughs> to to do that uh, they will like give them the eye and try to get them to do naughty things yeah yeah okay. i believe that okay. i think that's true if there was young children at your house rogan would definitely do that he absolutely would do that there are ribs over here Normally, I don't need your help, but they're on to me. He's conniving. So please get him a little bit Especially closer. Especially with bacon. He's very he's very conniving with mm-hmm. certain foods, particularly ribs. He likes ribs <laughs> a lot. So we were talking about how, you know, the wolf thing in certain places you can't have a yeah, wolf yeah. breed because yeah. it's dangerous. Right, right. Disney and others have made certain animals friendlier than they really are sure the polar bear for example the polar bear is a prime (laughs) example of this they're the you know they're the spokesperson for coca-cola they don't drink coca-cola they don't drink coca-cola what they they don't take a bear suit off and wash it do you remember the maytag commercial (laughs) where they're taking the bear suit off and they're washing it in the middle of the thing and no they will eat you they will eat you and i saw them and in San Diego, I, I saw them at the zoo in San Diego, yeah. and it was really neat to see them up close because the, sure. they are beautiful and magnificent. Absolutely. But there were like these ducks swimming around in the water, and oh, I was no. like, this could go really oh, wrong no. in front of these little children. Yeah. And I'd made that comment when we sure. were there. Two weeks later, Did it happen? mayhem happens Chomp. in front of little kids. Right. Yikes. And my point being, they're polar bears. There's been a story now about a woman and a young boy who were killed in a remote Alaskan village. Ay, ay, ay. Attacked and killed the woman and a boy. Uh, and it happened around 2.30 in the afternoon on the Seaward Peninsula. <laughs> they say the polar bear just walked into the village, chased several residents, uh-huh. and then fatally attacked a woman and a boy. Yikes. And uh, the trooper said a resident did manage to shoot and kill the bear, um, but it was it was too late. Victims haven't been identified yet. It's a small, predominantly uh, native Indian town of okay. about 150 people. Uh, it's northwest of Nome. Uh, fatal polar bear attacks, they say, have been rare, but it, it does happen. Yeah. And uh, and they and and two people died. And then in 1990, a polar bear. Uh, there was a killing there, and the animal showed signs of starvation. So, uh, you know, maybe that's maybe that's what was going sure. on there. I don't know. Uh, I have a I have a feel good story uh, okay. about a dog. Okay, Do as long as it? nothing happens with the dog. No, we have we have we have two we minutes. Have, have. Okay, uh, police department in Michigan is dealing with criminal activity inside the station, and the perp is allegedly one of their own. A few days ago, uh, at the uh, Wine Doty or Wine Dot uh, Police Department, uh, they accused Officer Ice of stealing from another officer, Officer no. Barwig. Ice stole Barwig's lunch. Now, it's probably worth mentioning Officer Ice is a police dog. Uh-huh. Uh, in a, a playful post on social media, the department said, stealing is not only a crime, but it's morally wrong, too. Ice. As a police officer, you're required to take an oath promising to protect somebody else's personal property. According to the report, Barwig, Barwig was called out of the break room, leaving his half-eaten lunch on the table. That was foolish. <laughs> when he returned, it was gone. Imagine that. That's right. Yeah, he witnessed Fair Ice game. licking his chops. Uh-huh. And uh, this isn't the first time he's been accused 
of stealing. Was there a toddler nearby <laughs> helping him, feeding Probably. him a sandwich? Here you go, Ice. Good boy. Yeah, Officer Bobby. Uh, It's unclear what kind of disciplinary action Officer Ice might be facing, but the department said they're considering Facebook follower options and how to proceed. Nice. Well, (laughs) at least it's better than the story out of Tennessee. I'll take it. (laughs) Mike, thanks for joining us today. Uh, You're going to be back tomorrow. Looking forward to that. Yes, ma'am. And uh, we will see you for the Thursday edition of the Morning Jam. Hope you have a fantastic day. CBS News is next. Bye. You're listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network, 100.9 WIQO Forest and 106.3 WMNA-FM Greta Danville.